Before we know, our cup's on empty. Yeah, we don't even have a cup on. Right, so we're like, what the? F- oh, I gave away my cup. Hello, 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 and welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, come and join the conversation in our Facebook group. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. I just realized normally we have a plan of like what we're going to say is our intro thing. And we have no plan today. (laughs) We do not. It is a rainy day in Key West. It is a rainy day, kids. Although... Although I have to say, we were we just had a very very narrow miss earlier this week with uh, Hurricane. Uh, is it Idalia or Idalia? I don't know exactly how you pronounce it correctly. It's um, not Hurricane Serena, so I'm still a bit salty. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a hurricane so it's bad. Not happen. I noticed I, that we have another. It was weird because I noticed that there's another Jose that's developed, mm-hmm. but Jose was the same year as Irma, Irma. So I'm like, why? I don't understand. Yeah, Jose is when we ran from Irma, we got hit with Jose, Jose on yeah. the Cape. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, But it was really, it was one of those things that was kind of wild because we were expecting a lot of nasty, nasty weather because it was going right past us. And then based on the forecast, we thought we were going to get hit on like the the backside, basically as it traveled up, that we were going to get a lot of bad weather on the backside. And it was funny because, well, funny, but it was like interesting to watch it on the radar because there was like the eye of the storm, the actual storm itself. And then there were these bands of weather around it. And we kind of sneaked through the middle of one of those bands. So like you wouldn't have like, there was probably like a good hour of like really nasty weather. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a bit dicey out there. Um, <clears throat> and it was funny. We're like, we'll wait till it dies down. We'll go out and get, make sure we've like, fed the cat at the other place and um, we had a couple of bits and pieces we wanted to get from Publix I mean we had the essentials but there were a couple of things that we were aiming uh, to pick up and so we ran around and did all the stuff and like hunkered back down again and there was like crickets it's like hello is there anything out there I'd love to see what the newscasts are in different areas of the country because the amount of text mess I mean right gotta love my people yeah and I'm like it's windy like we're fine it's (laughs) hurricane season in Key West Lake. Well, and one of the, like, I did see the the, the, the southernmost point, like, um, flooding. And I'm like, it's not really, like, that happens with heavy rain here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that area They had gets, the live cam up, yes. and it's, like, all the waves crashing yeah. over, I'm and like, it's like... Oh, that's, that's a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if it's, like, if it's, you get weather down here, obviously. But um, I saw that one of the things on YouTube where they were, like, showing the effects of it, obviously, um, I don't know whether you know, but Cedar Key got really badly hit. They were like underwater, which is like up towards the panhandle of Florida. But somebody had mislabeled it on one of the videos and said it was Key West. And literally it was like underwater. They were like up to the windows and everything. And I'm like, because I started, I was like, I don't think that's Key West. I'm in Key West. We don't really have any weather here right now. Like maybe Cedar Key. Um, and then there were subsequent clips that were of Cedar Key. So I'm guessing that's what it was. Somebody missed. But I wonder also how much like maybe that had happened where people had seen that and gone, mm-hmm. oh my God, are you okay in Key West? We're like, 
yeah, light breeze and a bit of a bit of right. a sprinkling of rain. <laughs> like, I mean, I I thought we were going to be in for some. We are actually saying like the best hurricane party is the hurricane party where there isn't really a hurricane. Mm-hmm. So we like hungered down and got ourselves already and like snuggled in for a like cozy afternoon. And then it was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> How's the weather there? Are you I mean, doing okay? It's we'll, bright and sunny. We'll take it. Like compared to obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, we 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 don't want to be dealing with any of that. We've 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 done our fair share of of those, and um, um, being where we are located, it's um it's just part of life here yes. in the tropics. Um, but uh, but it was it was definitely an odd experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it down here. It is so until it actually hits. Like it can be ten minutes. It's supposed to hit. Nope. If it's not here, like. Well, I remember for Irma, like how many people were like... The spaghetti model. Well, oh, and the spaghetti models were all over the place anyway. But I remember how many people were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to have a hurricane party and get drunk on rum and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, Oh, fuck. No, this is actually a real problem. Gotta go. Yeah. We did that. We're like, nope, nope, nope. Oh. (laughs) Oh, no, I was, I did the, I did the British. I don't know what the fuck to do with the Category 5 hurricane. I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. And I mean, it was, it was... The whole thing was a very interesting experience. And we had like, I remember that we had um, like Key West again, even with Irma, like we were very, very lucky. Mm -hmm. Everywhere got obviously stripped of foliage and what have you. And there was like a couple of streets which looked a little bit like a Batlock tour of a disaster movie because we'd had tornadoes kind of coming through. But other than that, like we fed, I think that made a lot of us really complacent because it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, if that's a Cat 5, like we were fine. And it was like, no, that was luck that we we were. We like, you go up like, 15, 20 miles east of here, it was a whole different story. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, talking about things that blow and suck. Um, <laughs> let's talk about people Let's talk about suck. people. <laughs> like trying to segue <laughs> seamlessly-ish. Sucky Maybe. weather, I think sucky there was people. A, I think there was a VPL in my seam there as I, uh, as I, as I tried <laughs> to transition between those. Now, this is, a, this is something that we were actually asked to do a podcast episode on. This was a request um, because... A lot of people have this experience with people in their lives where it, they just feel like being around them is is draining. Like going back to obviously what we were talking about in the last episode, we want to be mindful of like how are like what are the things that are draining and what do we do to kind of minimize that drain on us mm-hmm. and if possible, like negate it completely. Um, and a lot of people talk about like how there's people in their lives who quote unquote suck and we don't mean that in a you suck (laughs) we mean as in like it feels like they're kind of sucking from us Mm -hmm. while we're in there and they can suck in a number of different ways (laughs) (laughs) yes um like (laughs) nuance 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 (laughs) Uh, that little new 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 the nuance novel um they could suck in terms of time they could suck in terms of energy. They could mm-hmm. suck in terms of like your mental processing. They could suck in terms of your emotional capacity. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of different ways that this shows up. And the, the challenge is that a lot of the time in these situations, these are people we care about. Because if people suck, and I don't mean as said suck, I mean as in like people, we feel like that kind of sucky experience. <laughs> like, not sure I'm helping. Um, <laughs> uh, if we have that experience with people that we don't care about, generally we just don't engage with them we then don't. we go you suck yeah <laughs> we walk away nah, um, <laughs> off we go um but a lot of the time the issue here is these are people that we love they're people that we care mm-hmm. about they're people we want to connect with they're people that we want to engage with they're people that we want to um 
we want to continue some form of connection with. Um, but it's like, how do we manage that balance to make sure that we are honoring what we need and that we are honoring the relationships in our life, but we're also mitigating that draining to us. Um, and a lot of the time, like one of the things I, I just wanted to kind of just like drop in here. Um, and this is, we've got a, we've got a quote that um, goes out and I'm not going to quote it exactly because I can never remember it exactly. Um, but basically people talk about energy vampires, like people who like, it feels like they just suck all the energy out of the room or from you when you are. And a lot of the time <clears throat> we're going to get into in a minute, like what there are people who do this kind of not entirely consciously, but there are people who are kind of have some awareness mm -hmm. of the fact that they might be doing a little bit of this kind of pulling from other people. And there are other people who are completely oblivious. They don't realize that they're doing it at all. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say mm -hmm. something then. No. <laughs> um, but people who are in that kind of, they're sucking from other people. A lot of the time they're doing that because they are trying to get their needs met and they don't know other ways of meeting their needs. Now, if we continue to allow them to do that, they never really get the, op the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? the nudge they need to figure out how to meet their own needs because they're going to stay dependent on us in that dynamic. So a lot of the time, like when we look at the situation, like, oh, but I don't want to do anything nasty to the other person. I don't want to be mean and what have you. Well, actually, sometimes you can be doing this other person a favor by managing the situation so that they no longer are sucking from you because then maybe it gives them the opportunity to learn other ways of meeting those needs for themselves without looking at other people. They might switch to somebody else. That's not something that you can control. But this is an opportunity that you can present them by, by figuring out how to navigate this. Um, so as I said, when it comes to people who, who are of this ilk, some people have may, may have a little bit of an awareness about it where it's like, oh, I mean, the amount of people who, uh, who say to us, oh, my God, I love spending time with that. I feel so good when I'm around you. <laughs> like, yes, we know. Um, not uh, because they are aware they are getting something by being around us. I don't necessarily think that they're like, oh, Serena and Claire. <laughs> but I think they're aware that they get something from mm -hmm. being in our presence. And then there are other people who just don't realize that they are in that space. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter whether they are aware of it or not. What matters is how we choose to deal with it. Um, and there's kind of an analogy that we, we use when we kind of talk about this. Um, we've talked about the tank in previous episodes. Love, imagine that um, and our tank has become a cup. <laughs> We like to repurpose things here, <laughs> upcycle, recycle. Um, and our cup is full with what we've put in there to meet our needs. Now, the problem is in this situation, it's almost, it's very similar to what we talked about in the last episode, which is that what happens? Everybody else puts a straw into our cup and it's like... <laughs> And the thing is, mm -hmm. consciously or unconsciously, <laughs> these people usually know that you tend to have a cup out for them. Like, a lot of times they'll come back. They'll be like, oh, I know where there's a water source. Let yes. me just get my straw and stick it in there. Right. So, like, it oftentimes, like, sometimes you'll get kind of the random straw in your cup and you're like, oh, where did you come from? <laughs> 
But if you kind of keep track, it's usually the same straws dipping in. Well, and the interesting thing is, is that it's normally a lot of those times what people will feel. And again, this is all subconscious. They don't realize that they're doing it is that they're focused on maybe one or two needs where it's like, oh, I feel safe when I'm around those Mm -hmm. people. Not I feel safe as in those are safe people to be around. Like I feel safe with them and I don't feel safe any other time in any other way in any other like I'm dependent on them to feel safe. Or it might be, oh, I feel loved when I'm around that person. And again, I don't feel that any other place in my life. So I have to spend time with that person because that's the person where that's the the only time when I feel loved. Or maybe um, like I don't feel valued, um, but I feel valued by these people or this person. And so like I if I'm if I need to feel important or special or what have you, I'm gonna go to this person because I know I'm gonna feel that. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of the time like there's these kind of patterns kind of have like conform where it's like again they don't realize that they're doing it, but all of a sudden where they're like, oh I need this thing. Ooh, look that person's good for that thing. Oh look, I'm gonna need that thing again. I'm gonna go back to that person again. Like they if they figure out that there is a way that they can get that need met what oh, like I have this image in my head of like the scorpion straws which are the the straws that you can sit at the edge of your table and you share like this big drink with everybody and it's like a foot long straw like I could see somebody (laughs) with like 12 of those in their mouth just in different cups yeah absolutely absolutely and I said like this is not necessarily a malicious thing and often it isn't malicious at all a lot of the time it's just they don't know other ways of meeting their needs and in the same way as we all have done and we all do throughout life until we figure this need stuff out, they get their needs met through whatever vehicle they can. I mean, for the longest time, I only thought that I could feel loved if somebody else loved me, which meant that my straw was in other people's cups when it came to my love need. Like, and I'm like, if I found, oh, and if I found someone who made me feel loved, wow. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, like, the, I was like, no, the, the, um, what's the uh is it the boba tea the um is oh, with it, the balls with the with the tapioca in it like they, they have to have the really thick straw i've never mm-hmm. had one like it's on my it's on my list to have one at some point but they have to have the really thick straws because of the bubbles like oh, i had a thick straw i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> count me in I'm, I'm i'm all for it so the thing about it is is that that's one of the that's one of the situations that can happen the other thing is that can happen is where we are looking at the people's cups around us and we're going oh look you haven't got much in your cup here have a bit of mine and then um it's like somebody else is like, oh you haven't got much in your cup either. oh have a bit of mine and we go around pouring into other people's cups now we can still feel that kind of drained energy when we're around these people because we are proactively giving it away mm-hmm. now those people aren't necessarily that they, they, they maybe don't have any straws it's like oh i don't know i didn't know i was supposed to bring a straw did like has someone got a spare like i, I haven't got a straw um but they're just sitting there with their kind of nearly empty cup and you're the one who's coming along and you're giving it to them but the thing is you're giving from a cup that isn't yet full yourself if you have we talked about this in the last episode if you've got you've put so much in your cup that your cup is overflowing and there is a surplus that you can hand out to whoever you like you can give that as long as you're not depleting yourself in the process and even sometimes like we talk about we're going to get into this in the the shape series which is coming on the horizon i actually think it's not next episode we've got one more episode in between and then the shape series starts which really excited about um like there's there's ways of like contributing um to uh, other people around you without depleting yourself you can go okay well i'm 
say my 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 cup is filled up at 100% and there's something going on in Serena's life where she's really struggling with something and actually it would help her for me to contribute some of mine to some of mine to her I'm like okay well I'll tell you what, I'll put 10% into Serena's cup but I'm then going to build that 10% back up again so it's like I'm like sometimes we don't we don't have to have a completely overfilling cup that's the ideal preferably mm-hmm. we want to be in a place where we're but as long as we're like okay I have a good amount in my cup and I know how to fill it back quickly and easily in a way that's not going to compromise me. Okay, I can take a little bit out of my cup and then I'm going to focus my energy on putting back into my cup again. I feel like a lot of times we have kind of this internal guilt of if we do share our cup and especially when our cup is not full and we're just, oh, you don't have a lot. Let pouring me, indiscriminately. Yeah, we're pouring <laughs> indiscriminately. It's like you give it to this person and you're like, well, I gave them some and I do have yes. some. So I have to give them some too. And this mm-hmm. person over here like oh, normally, like, I should keep this for myself, but I gave it to them and I gave it to them. And, like, if I don't give it to them, and then... Yeah. Before we know, our cup's on empty. Yeah, we don't even have a cup all <laughs> right, of a sudden. Like, We're like, what the... F- oh, I gave away my cup, but right. you don't even realize it because you're, you're pouring, you're pouring, you're like, well, I don't have anything in it, but here's my cup for you. Now you can have an empty cup too, and then I'm cupless. Like, right. <laughs> Don't give away your cup. Yes, like, don't I've, give away your I've cup. given away my cup many times in life and you don't even realize it until it's got your like, you go to take a sip and you're like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> like trying to drink out of your hand. Catch Under it, the like, top. Yeah, like, oh, it's raining. <laughs> like, don't, don't do that to yourself. With your mouth open outside. <laughs> what I are mean, you doing? I don't have a cup. You'd be fine here today. It's rainy today. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So the thing is that we want to figure out what are the ways of managing this situation in a way that supports us and doesn't negatively impact others. Now, paper straws. (laughs) By the time you get something, it's already melted away. The the narwhals will be happy with paper straws, as will the turtles. Um, I've totally, totally screwed up. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Where was I going with this? Um... What did I say that made you say paper straws? Ways we can stop or... (laughs) I literally, my mind has gone completely blank. Um, I got distracted with turtles and narwhals. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to well shit. It really is that simple. Not Um, so simple to stay on track, but... Yeah, we need to to figure out how do we do this? Yeah, I'm back, I'm back. Gotcha. Um, So we want to figure out how we do this in ways that support our needs, but don't negatively impact others. Now, the key thing here is recognizing what is the difference between doing harm to others and just not meeting needs that were not your responsibility in the first place. Go back and re-listen to that episode if you haven't listened to it. You can't re-listen to it if you haven't listened to it. If you have listened to it and you've forgotten it, go re-listen to it. If you haven't listened to it at all, go listen to that episode because that is a really important distinction to understand here. And there is a way that we can we can navigate these situations in which is supportive of our relationships. Because what can end up happening is it's like all of a sudden we, we're not aware that we've got a cup and we're not aware that straws exist. And then all of a sudden we realize we've got a cup and we see every person around us has got a straw in our cup and we're like, fuck that. And we like tip all the the straws in the air and we push everybody back to be like, no, my cup. Like, no, you don't do that. And that's what a lot of people think that. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I can't take that away from you. (laughs) Um, 
that's what people think boundaries is. It's like, oh my, I must protect myself. I must protect my whatever it is, cup, needs, tree, whatever you want to call it. Um, and by doing that, so I have to push everybody else away to protect myself and what I need. And if you go back and listen to the boundaries series, if you go back and listen to the boundaries episode, which was um, episode, I think, number seven, and then the boundaries series, you'll, you'll realize that obviously... Oh, no, obviously. Unsurprisingly, the answer to this situation is... Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Whether that is... Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. With others, or whether that is... Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. With yourself, or any other variation. like by oh, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> that. Those damn bears. Uh, um, and when you... So... So often, because we realize that, hold on, these people are taking from me or I'm giving to other people. But because we get into this protective space, that, that ends up being this idea of it's something that is happening for our protection and against everybody else. And what can happen is that when we approach boundaries, boundaries, boundaries from that place, um, is that we can end up um, actually doing it in such a way which causes these kind of fissures in our relationships, these little fractures and cracks. Now, if you go back to the boundaries... Boundaries. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, Serious. Kind of I'm, trying to keep me on my toes I was, here. I was already in it at that point, but who, who the hell cares? <laughs> you can um, say boundaries too. It's okay. Uh, you're so kind. <laughs> you're not setting a boundary on that one. I'm not. I'll share. <laughs> so... When we understand what boundaries are, if you go back and listen to that, that series, you'll understand not only are boundaries things that can bring us closer together, but that there are ways of navigating boundaries. There's ways of communicating boundaries that can help and support those relationships. Just because you need to set a boundary because something isn't working for you doesn't mean to say that that is going to negatively impact your relationship. Now, some people may have a reaction to this because they may perceive it that what you are doing is for you and against them. But as we know, if it doesn't work for both people, doesn't work for anybody. I feel like we're like, this is kind of a fun way of doing it. Although I, <laughs> at some point I've got a feeling I'm going to do this and you're going to say something completely different to yeah. what I'm expecting you to make. And ish. Um, so there are, some people may have a reaction to it because they may have got used to this way of doing things. They may not know other ways of doing it. So they may panic about like, well, no, you can't put a boundary up because I don't know any other way to feel good about this part of myself or whatever they, it is. They may not have realized they had a straw in your cup at all. They probably didn't. Um, or they might see it. And this is the thing is that with a lot of relationships, and I'm not just talking about intimate relationships, I'm talking about all kinds of relationships. I'm talking about intimate relationships, I'm talking about friendships, I'm talking about family relationships. A lot of people think that's how relationships work. They think that you have a cup and they have a cup and you have your straw in their mm -hmm. cup and they have their straw in your cup and that's how a good relationship works, right? You sip, I sip, we sip. <laughs> and it's like, no. Or you should be pouring into my cup and I should be pouring into mm -hmm. your cup, which means that we just end up moving liquid between cups which is really not very helpful and not enjoyable for anybody um and usually the liquids are different too and that's the oh like yeah meeting your need like and it's actually kind of a it, it just came to me but like when, as we're talking about the cups like she might have orange juice and i have coffee switching Ooh. back and forth like 
All I can think of is at the end of our my my last year at university, um, that the the guys that we all hung out with, they decided to basically empty every liquid they had into one container, and and it was vile. Like it was. Uh, we used to call that something. I think that was Jaguar juice back in college like it was at the end of a party people would pour in all the leftover liquor and there was always somebody that decided it was a good idea to drink it I did a lot of stupid shit in college <laughs> that drinking that it. is not one of those I, things. I mean I I think I tried it just for the sake of trying it but that was as far as we it had went. jungle juice which was I knew what went into it which was way too much shit anyway however yes. when it was the but you're right <laughs> like when it cups it's like this is not meeting my needs that and that's the thing because what meets Serena's needs and what meets my needs are different so we might have different things and it's like so let's let's take that one step further so say for example serena has um cow's milk in her um in her cup and i'm lactose intolerant and like she pours it into my cup to be generous and i'm mm-hmm. like that makes me feel sick that's mm-hmm. not helpful and this is the thing is that a lot of people believe this is how relationships are meant to work they that codependency is perceived as Relation, like relationship is perceived as codependency and vice versa where it's like people believe that a relationship is only a relationship if you're dependent on each other and it's like no mm-hmm. that's not supportive to either party you or don't to the relationship or to the relationship and we don't want to be independent either um we don't so we don't we, we want to make sure that we're creating this connection and the community and the relationships that we want but there's a difference between being codependent and being interdependent and interdependent is where we have this relationship where I'm taking care of myself and I'm a whole person and we can connect and share and experience life together mm-hmm. but we're not dependent on each other to get our needs met we're both responsible for the needs of the relationship which is a third entity where it's like I'm going to take like I'm not responsible for Serena's needs Serena is not responsible for my needs. We are both responsible for the needs of the relationship and we both put effort and energy into that. But that's an entirely different thing. That is very, very different. That's us going, okay, well, we've both got water in our cups and our relationship is this little plant in front of us and periodically we both put water into the plant so it continues to thrive and grow. Mm That's very different to I'm going to take whatever liquid you've got in your cup and you're going to take whatever liquid in my cup and hopefully we're going to end up to the point where we've both got full cups. How does that make any logical sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. That doesn't stop us doing it though. And that's the problem is that a lot of people think this is what relationships look like. like. They think, well, I meant to have a straw in your cup. That's mm-hmm. how this works. And so it, sometimes there can be this, this period of um, transition <laughs> which can be difficult where, I mean, I know that you've gone through this with some like close people to you in your life where they were dependent on you for for a period of time. And then all of a sudden you figured out how to meet your needs. And there was a little bit of like, oh, now what? Mm-hmm. I think almost every relationship in my life when I started to meet needs and set boundaries, like I can't name a single relationship that didn't have a little bit of like, uh. <laughs> what the fuck is this? And with the subtext, which usually was unconscious how is this going to affect me right like I, a lot of the I don't like this because I could think it's going to negatively affect mm-hmm. me and I can't think of a relationship that I don't feel has benefited from this type of right from this work and from this specifically because some of those sucky relationships don't exist anymore mm-hmm and it's okay because it's and, better for me. And if and that because they didn't work for both people, they didn't really work for mm-hmm. either per- person. So I mean, I have I have relationships that don't exist um, anymore, and that's because I look back and I'm like, okay, that relationship didn't was it wasn't 
it wasn't going to work mm-hmm. because if I wasn't able to put down boundaries and have those be respected and have the other person being like, I want you to have what you need as well as for me to have what I need, then it was never going to be. And we go through ebbs and flows in life and everyone mm-hmm. goes through um, times where they maybe are going through challenges and they maybe have less capacity for for that kind of grace and that understanding. And that's understandable. That's That's like a different thing. But generally speaking, if you don't have somebody who is like, I want you to have what you need as well as for me to have what I need and vice versa, then chances are that relationship is not going to be supportive in the long term to all people. Um, Now, boundaries are, they allow us to do two things. They allow us to take out straws when we don't have enough in our cup to sustain anybody other than ourselves. And the truth of the matter is, nobody should ever have a straw in your cup. Mm -mm. You should be, you can support, you can give to other people's cups. Nobody should have a straw in your cup ever. You pour, they don't get Um, to suck. (laughs) Unless they, unless you're in, uh, you've got a dependent and that's a different, different conversation for a different day. We do have that series coming as well um, where we're going to talk a little bit more about um, how this shows up when we have dependents. So, straws shouldn't exist which means that boundaries allow us to take other people's straws out so i'm like i just want you to think about this for a second and i'm gonna take it slightly out of the the straw analogy but imagine that you sat down to a dinner like you sat down you went out for to a restaurant you ordered your food you sat down and before you even got to 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 pick up a, a knife or a fork all the people around you grabbed stuff off of your plate and maybe left you with one French fry and a couple of peas. You'd be pissed about that. You'd be like, what the fuck? That's my plate. Why are you taking from my plate? Like now, if we're having dinner together and I know I have something that Serena really likes and it doesn't like, I'm not attached to whether I have it or not, or I've got extra, I've got enough that I'm happy to share. So I'm like, hey, do you want some of my, you want some of my pickles? Like, I know she likes pickles. Um, <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and the chances are, the answer is going to be, yes, I love your pickles. Thank you very much. There are times when, like, Serena, like, tends to eat less than me. Like, she'll get to the end of what she's eating. She's like, actually, I've got this left. Do you want, do you want what's left over? Yeah, sure. If it's being given, that's different. But nobody should be taking it without asking first, at the very, very least. Mm-hmm. Like, like, could I, would you mind if, could you, would you have the capacity to etc 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 now same scenario but imagine the plate shows up at your at your um table and you look at everybody around you and theirs hasn't arrived yet like it's been ordered it's on its way from the kitchen and you're like oh god i feel really bad because i've got food and nobody else has now that doesn't mean to say that you've got an abundance of food. The food you've ordered is the food that you need to eat, the food that you need for your nourishment. But you sit down and go, oh, well, you have some fries and you have a bit of chicken and you have some salad and you have, and you still end up with a French fry and two peas. Now you've given it, but you've still given away what you need for your nourishment. Mm-hmm. Still not very helpful. So boundaries allow us to take people's straws out of our cups. We're back to the straws and cups again. Um, um, So that they don't, people don't suck. Because the thing is also, if someone's got a straw in your cup, you don't know when they're going to drink. 
They, they're just sucking indiscriminately. Well, and they might be like, they might, the, the straw might be hanging out there for two months. And then all of a sudden they're really thirsty one day. And all of a sudden they're like, big gulp, gone in one. Um, but you can't manage that because they have their straw in your cup. Now, if they came to you, if Serena came to me and was like, you know what, I've got this, 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 and this going on right now. Would you be able to help me out with doing this? Sure, I can pour that into her cup. But that's my choice mm-hmm. that is happening because she's asking me permission. Now, setting boundaries takes straws out of cups. But what it also does is it gets you to stop pouring into other people's cups unless you have the capacity to do so. If you're pouring from an empty cup, you're in a rescuer. And we're going to get into this in the shapes. Like, yeah. Well, there's usually an element of, I'll save you. So... <laughs> More importantly, if you're pouring from an empty cup, nobody is winning because mm. they're not getting anything. There's this illusion of, look, aren't I a nice person? I'm giving you something. But if your cup's empty, it's all a performance. It's all superficial. It's not supporting their needs and it's not supporting yours. And if you give from that cup to such an extent that it's empty and you don't know how to fill it quickly because you don't know how to meet your own needs and not, not prioritizing meeting your needs. It may be that it's like, oh, well, okay, I've given to everybody else, my cup's empty. I'm gonna put a little bit in it. And as soon as I put something in it, I pour it straight back out into somebody else's cup. And then I put a little bit in it and I pour it. I never get anything in my cup. So the boundaries allow us when we're setting them with other people to remove the straws. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we're never gonna give anything to these people. It doesn't mean to say that we're never gonna have that kind of relationship. It just means that we get to choose. Every time we do it, we get to check in with our capacity. Go back to the first episode of the series if you haven't listened to it. We get to find out, am I doing this? Is it? Does it serve me to do this? Because if it doesn't serve me, it doesn't serve either person because if you end up giving more than you have the capacity to give in relationships specifically, there is a part of you, conscious or subconscious, that will resent that. And that resentment will act as a toxifier to the relationship. It might happen over time, but over time, slowly but surely, it will erode that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important for us to be mindful of doing things in alignment with our capacity and if we get to choose every time because we get to make the decision do I want to do this and this is where we have to be mindful of those boundaries with ourselves like checking in with my capacity before I do something and then I sometimes I have to set a boundary with myself and be like I want to do this Mm -hmm. and that's we talk about this in the communicating about boundaries episode we talk about the fact that you can say to the person I really want to do this right now but I don't have the capacity right now so I have to say no on this occasion and it's checking in where you're at in that moment because when I was learning how to do this there would be times it's like well I always do this for this person and 99% of the time I am good to pour out of my cup into Claire's you know because of the way that we operate but there is one percent of the time where it's like I I don't have the capacity for Mm -hmm. that and as Claire said everything in my being wants to but if I'm not checking in I'm just like well this is what I do this is how I do it I pour if I pour if this person needs it like it's checking in and be like where am I at right now like right because 10 minutes ago I may have had a full cup and then I tripped and I tipped half of it over and now I just have a drop and it's like I can't like 
I want, I can't right now. Right. It's not. Well, and that's also like when you, when you end up, when you end up kind of getting into it, like so often part of the issue is the other person doesn't yet know how to fill their own cup. And it's like, well, the good thing is with me, Serena doesn't have to give anything to me because I don't need her to fill my cup. My cup, I'm cool. Like if you want to, if like if she trips and drops a little bit into my cup, cool, thanks. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna, I'm not dependent on her to have stuff in my cup. A lot of people don't know how to do this. But the good thing is, is that when you start to do this for yourself and you start to set boundaries and you start to set boundaries with yourself and with others to, to honor your capacity and your needs, what you do is you inadvertently teach other people to do the same thing. I didn't sit Serena down and go, listen, honey, we need to have a conversation. There's this thing called capacity and there's these things called boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I never knew that's what they would end up being called, but that's what they're (laughs) called apparently. And here's why you need to do them and here's how you do them. Serena just learned it through being in relationship with me. And through being in relationship with me, she learned to start doing it. And through her starting to do it, the people around her started to learn how to do it too. And now do it sometimes astonishingly, where it's like you don't expect it. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Right? Like, look at that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> look at you go setting boundaries. Um, and so it, we, we, it's important to recognize that we want to do this. Like we want to support the people around us. That's what being in community is. But do we want to because we want to be in community or are we doing it as a vehicle to try to get other needs met? And until we start to actually meet our needs, we really don't necessarily understand and discern that difference. Until you then get to the point where your needs are well met and you're like, oh shit, (laughs) I know which one it was. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That wasn't coming from a good place. So what I'm gonna suggest is that coming back to our cup analogy, is rather than getting rid of our cup and giving our cup away, I'm gonna suggest we get a new one. So we are going to have our cup and our cup is our cup with our needs in it and our water and whatever it is that we need. It might be my smoothie mix, it could be coffee, it could be kombucha, you could have whatever the hell you like in your cup. But you're also then gonna have a cup next to it. And whenever you get to the point where your cup is full, you can start putting into that second cup you only ever pour from the second cup unless you were in a situation where somebody is really in need. And you as I said, you're at that point where it's like, okay, I'm at 100%. I can give 10, 20%, but I'm then going to fill my cup up again. And before I give up anything else out, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure that my cup is full and I'm going to start build, building my, my giving cup out. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing is that so often we get like, we've, we've, we've only got one cup. And that distinction between what we want to be in terms of generosity to the people around us and what we feel other people can give with us without compromising us, without depleting us, gets confused. Because the same cup that is for our inner resource is the same cup. And the thing about it is like, it's very easy for us to say, well, yeah, you want to get to your cup overfloweth. Well, but then you got water everywhere or kombucha (laughs) on the floor, orange juice is dripping down the table leg. Like there's just a mess everywhere. But if you have a second cup, you can hold that. And when someone comes along and you're like, I really want to give to them. They're they're like, like, you can give from that second cup without it depleting yours. So you need to be mindful of your two cups. Mm -hmm. Because if you're only ever giving, putting into and giving out from the same cup, chances are those lines are blurring between what is good for you and what works for you and what is actually you trying to meet other people's needs to try to meet 
put some more in your own cup because it's like, well, I get to feel good about myself when I do this. Oh, look at that. A little bit into my value need. I filled my cup up, but I've emptied the cup to fill the <laughs> cup. So maybe that doesn't work so well after all. Now I have orange juice flavored coffee. Exactly. Which is gross. It's, yeah. I th- that's one of the things I've never really understood. People have orange juice and coffee for breakfast. Uh-uh. It's like, yeah. Uh-uh. No. And it's like brushing your teeth with either of those I was things. just about, literally, you were in my head. Mm-hmm. You were in my head. I have all um, sorts of funky tastes kind of like in my yeah. mouth right now thinking of it. I'm like, don't do that. Like, yeah, whatever choose that is. your beverage and like, that's what nourishes you. <laughs> Absolutely. You can, have, and who knows, you can have little, different little compartments in your second cup. You can have a little orange juice compartment for when people need orange juice, a little compartment for coffee, a little, com- like you can have your almond milk if someone's lactose intolerant or coconut milk in case they're also allergic to nuts. Like there's all these different, and and that's the thing is that so often this, these lines between our well-being and the well-being of others end up blurring. Mm-hmm. And we need to be really focused on the fact that our cup is for us. Now, you might say to somebody, if somebody is really close to you and going through a really difficult time, like uh, you could say to like, for example, if Serena's going through it and is in a really difficult place, I might say to her, look, if you need to put your straw in my spare cup for a week or so, because that's what you need, you can do that. And at the end of that, and this is the thing, boundaries around that. So obviously, I'm not going to say to Serena, you want to put your straw in my spare cup? <laughs> She'd be like, uh, I'm not entirely sure what that means, but it sounds like it could be a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Adventure? <laughs> That's not the word oh. I was looking for. The, like um, when when a word is like, it means something else. Double entendre. That's what I like. Well, that wasn't quite the word I was thinking for. I mean, it could, could be an adventure too. Uh, who knows? Double entendres often lead to adventures. Mm-hmm. Um but I can say, so there are times where like, there have been times where Serena's really going through it. And I'm like, for the next week, like it happened when Larry passed. And mm-hmm. I said to her, you need me to do grocery shopping. You need me to do cooking. You need me to like sort out, like do laundry for you. Whatever it is that you need for the next week or so. I didn't say, I didn't go, like you have five days right. <laughs> in which I'm willing to cook and clean and do laundry. This offer expires uh, <laughs> at midnight on Wednesday. But there will come a point where if somebody was then becoming dependent on me for that, I'd be like, okay, so I can do it up to this point. After that point, I'm not going to be able to offer that anymore. Mm-hmm. That is the equivalent of basically saying, okay, here, you can put your straw in my spare cup for a period. But after that period, you take your straw, You have to take your straw back again at that point Mm -hmm. and start taking care of your own cup again. Now, I can support you. I can maybe give you some ideas on how you can fill your cup. Like in that situation, if somebody is in this situation, one of the things you can do in addition to setting the boundaries is offer suggestions for ways that they can get those needs met in other ways. And obviously you don't go, ha, I see your straws in my cup because you need your acknowledgement need met, (laughs) don't you? Let me give you some ideas on ways to do that. But if you start to notice the patterns in how they are coming to you and what exactly that they're wanting and needing for you in that moment you can offer them suggestions for other ways of getting that without it being one dependent on you and two compromising your needs or anybody else's needs in the process um anything that you want to add to this like i like i'm just seeing if there's anything that we wanted to include I think we we basically have that that last well, the last bit. I'm just checking our notes a minute. I've, <laughs> I've gone all around the houses today. I did not follow this um, the sequence that we had planned out for today. Um, by being self first in the way that we meet our needs, basically what we're doing is we're meeting our we're we're meeting our um, 
we're filling our cup. Now, the cool thing with self first, there is something else I want to add. The cool thing with the self worst first way of meeting needs is that I'm going to fill my cup in ways that don't take, I'm not going to take somebody else's cup and fill mine with it, which is what some people do. That's the selfish ways of meeting needs. Um, I'm also not going to try and fill your cup to try to get my needs met, which is the selfless way of meeting needs. Now, selfless ways of meeting needs are kind of cool because you can meet your, your focus is on filling your cup. Now, if somebody else's cup is next to yours and as you're filling your cup, you accidentally spill some into theirs, that's not the reason you've done it, but they've benefited from it. Now that can happen when it comes to self first. At the very minimum though, we're not taking anything out of anybody else's cups in order to fill, fill out. So prioritizing our, need, our needs means that we fill our own cup first. Then we can support others by sharing what's in our second cup when we have the resource and capacity to. So if our second cup's empty, there's no point in trying to share at that point. It's like, well, I can pour into yours, but you're not going to get much. Right. Um, and it's like, if we, our cup doesn't stay full, if everyone else has got straws in it, like it's, it's one thing to pour from that second cup, but it's a very different thing. But even with the second cup, if you say to everybody, okay, well, everyone stick their straws in, this, in my second cup. And whenever you need anything, just suck away. The problem with that is that if you do that with everybody, then maybe the people that you really want to be able to do that for. So like that is a that is a privilege reserved only for Serena and probably a couple of other people in my life. That is not something I would offer to anybody else. But if I'm offering everyone to stick their straws in my second cup, then Joe Herbert down the street, whoever he is, I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I've no idea. He could be sucking away and there's nothing in there when Serena needs it. And she's the person that because of the connection that we have, because of our relationship, I want to support with that more so than I do with anybody else. So yeah, fuck you, Joe Herbert. Too <laughs> much straw back. <laughs> no straws for you. No straws for you. <laughs> Smacking straws out of people's mouth. <laughs> the front and center. <laughs> but the good thing is, is that with your cup, you have a little metal straw for your cup. So you can suck out of your own cup when you need it. And like you can sustain yourself as you're going. So I think the, the key thing with all of this is that recognizing that people who are doing this often aren't doing it intentionally. And you can approach doing this in a way which is supportive of those relationships. And if you combine the things that we've talked about in the previous episodes of this series, if you combine the language around capacity, if you combine the um, the the looking at like identifying what are the things that are draining you, well, it's really obvious. Someone's got a straw in my, my cup. That's what's draining my needs. And then you now navigate that in a way where you can put the boundaries down, communicate them in a way which is supportive of the relationship, go back to the boundary series for that, and then also offer them suggestions for other things that they can do. That is, now, as I said, some people have been dependent on other people to get their needs met their whole lives. And there is a sense of entitlement that some people have that when some people then say, no, I'm not going to do that anymore, that's not my job, they flip the table over and try and cups and straws everywhere and what have you and if that's that's the case then potentially more boundaries are required mm -hmm. more distance in terms of the relationship orbits are required but the truth is for the people who are really close to you they are going to want you to get your needs met and they're going to want their needs met like you're going to want their needs met like like the way that Serena and I do this I would 
never want to do things in a way that compromises Serena and her needs. Like, like some people are like, like I can imagine might would be like, oh, if I sneak a straw in, she won't notice. I'm like, no freaking way I'm letting, I'm going into this. <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm like, is, do you have any extra in there? Like, I might be like, hey, any extra pickles you want to share? Mm-hmm. Serena goes, no, I like pickles. Hands <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> Sound like my mother. <laughs> He's mine. <laughs> um, I think maybe the pickles are the things that she's not willing to share. But then mm-hmm. maybe, oh, well, no, 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 I don't really like the pickles. And I really wanted all the pickles. But you can have some of my fries. Mm-hmm. Like, would you like some fries? Because I'm not going to eat my fries. So some of these are surplus. So this is the thing is like when when you end up creating these kind of relationships that there are going to be times we go through where we're we're in the hole a little bit and maybe that we become a little bit more sucky in our energy because our needs are depleted and we don't realize we're doing it but as soon as somebody puts a boundary down that's our invitation to be like oh hold on a second if I'm feeling some kind of way about that then the chances are it's because I was hoping that they were going to meet my needs for me how can I do that for myself I feel a certain way I'm sucking (laughs) (laughs) I suck (laughs) That too, that too. Anything you want to I just want to say that like when you identify, it is kind of uh, the first time we started talking about this concept between the two of us, it's like, oh, you start thinking of all the people who are sucking from you. It's like, I see lots of straws in my cups. And it's kind of scary to be like, Mm -hmm. I'm about to pull out my best friend's straw from childhood. And here goes my family's straw. And like all the straws that you're pulling out and you're like, shit, what am I doing? It can bring you so much closer together with these relationships. Because if somebody's sucking, even if they don't know they're sucking from you, even if you don't necessarily know that their straw is in your cup, Mm -hmm. once you identify it and pull it out, it's like, actually... I'm more willing to go into most of these situations mm-hmm. now. Like I, I want to connect with these people more because I'm not worried about their straw sneaking in. It's like right. there's a boundary here. They know that if I have resources, if there's stuff in my second mm-hmm. cup, most of the time, if it serves me, I am going to offer that or I will let them suck for a minute or whatever it is. Right. But I know there's no longer that kind of anxiety and those mm-hmm. that like hesitation. Like, oh, if I walk into this situation is it going to suck everything out of me? Right. Well, it's like, and if you imagine that's what kind of happens subconsciously for a lot of us is like we, we're walking around with our cup and like when we hang out with somebody, all of a sudden their straw goes into our cup. We don't realize it's like, oh God, I'm going to leave now. Bye. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's like we end up pulling away and we're like, we don't necessarily know why, but I'm mm-hmm. like, something about this doesn't feel good. And I when- walk around with a sippy cup now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Except We'd- when I need one, when I'm like, like dripping on myself and I'm like I really need a sippy cup the way she trips and spills spills everywhere but no like I I kind of think of it as a a sippy cup it's like you want to put your straw and it's like tink no you're not getting it you got you gotta it's my choice like you can't just sneak your straw in anymore and again it's like if somebody asks then you can be like well actually I can't do this but have you thought about trying this Mm -hmm. or had you thought about trying this gives you an opportunity to invite options and like when Serena talks about like removing those straws like we can be really scared about what happens with those relationships go back to what we talked about in the last episode the way that we support ourselves best when we do that is by meeting our needs so that if those like those relationships that are those wobbly relationships and some of them wobble and some of them do fall down and it's like no weebles here like bye Mm -hmm. um because that relationship is not supportive of something that is mutually 
supportive and mutually beneficial. It's It's been working in one direction or predominantly in one direction. And when those things um, kind of fall, it, it can be really scary because so many of us have become dependent on the people around us to get our needs met throughout life. And all of a sudden, well, if that's not there anymore, what do I do? Well, if you learn how to meet your own needs and you take care of your own needs as you are navigating through this, it makes it so that it doesn't mean you're not going to have feelings about that moment. Like every relationship, every significant relationship in my life that has ended, I've had some feelings about without question. But I've not had that feeling of panic or fear of like, am I going to be okay? I know I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be in my feels about it. And that's part of meeting my needs, meeting my emotional experience, expression need as it's coming up. But the thing that makes those changes easier to navigate and makes those situations less scary is to be like, and, and to be in a position where you could be like with, with somebody else, if you're kind of setting a boundary, it's like, I don't want you to go away. I want to do this in a way that works for both of us. And if you need to go away because this doesn't work for you, I completely understand that. There are relationships I've had that, not exact conversation, but pretty, similar. Yeah, pretty close. Similar. It's like, like I understand if this doesn't work for you, this is where I'm at. And this is what uh, I need us to find a way of doing this that works for both of us. This what we've been doing hasn't worked for me, which means that now... Um, I want to find a way of it working for both people. And if that doesn't work for you, then I understand if that, if we, if our relationship orbits are moving further apart at this point in time. I don't think many people have that conversation. <laughs> um, but, um, but we know kind of internally what's happening in that moment in time. So like it's, it is scary um, to do this. And if you are, and the more community you can create with people who are doing this for themselves, mm -hmm. the better, because it's like, I know Serena doesn't need me. I know I don't need her. There are times where I'm like, how the fuck would we cope without each other? <laughs> Just because mm -hmm. there's so like we, we we enrich each other's lives in so many ways. Um, but I also know that if something happened and our friendship ended for some reason, I'd be okay. Mm -hmm. I'd have a lot of feels about it. I mean, who would get custody of Mr. Niggles and Nunu the nuanced narwhal? I mean, <laughs> we aren't going to discuss it. <laughs> No, nope. <laughs> no, we're not even going there. But I mean, we would, we would mm -hmm. both be okay because we know how to meet our needs. So I'm not dependent on her. So if that relationship transitions into a different one, it's not going to impact me in the same way, negatively mm -hmm. impact me to the same extent as it would if there were needs related in that, uh, needs connected to that relationship as well. Um, anything you want to add before we finish? No, I think I'm good. The final thing I want to just suddenly realize is that it's not only other people that suck. Sometimes we suck. Mm -hmm. And the way to minimize the risk of us sucking with other people is to take care of our own needs as the priority. Take care of our cup. Because if our cup's full, we don't need to be sucking mm -hmm. from everybody else's cup in order to get there. So, yes. We want to know how to manage this when we're dealing with other people. We also want to know how to do this so that we don't become this person to other people in our lives. And the easiest way for both of those things is to take care of our needs first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And then find out what works for both people. Yes. Create what works mm -hmm. for both people. And again, we're going to get more into that in, in future episodes. Um, but like I, we have so much fun in our business relationship, in our friendship relationship, because we're co-creation. Mm -hmm. We're in co-creation. We're like, okay. Normally I'll be like, 
okay, I'm thinking about this, this, and this. Or Serena will be like, I'm thinking about this, this, and this. And then the other one will be like, ooh, what if we did this, this, and this? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're doing it from that place of we want it to work for both people. And if it doesn't work for both of us, it doesn't work for either of us. Nope. But when you get to that place... That's where the magic happens. That is where the magic happens. Just ask the Key West Fairy Game Mothers. <laughs> oh, my wand. <laughs> we should, I, we'll have to do a Fairy Game Mothers episode where we'll we'll come in for full Fairy Game Mother regalia with our light-up bubble wands. <laughs> and animated confetti because, you know, clean up. Or not, depending on how we feel that day. <laughs> you never know. On that note, though, I will say thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you again really, really soon. Uh, between now and then, uh, remember to take care of yourself, um, to stay safe, and to continue to meet your own needs. I blanked in the middle of that. I'm like, what's the? I know there's three things I say at the end of the episode. I forgot what it was. But that's it for today. So we'll see you soon. Lots of love. Bye, Bye friends. <laughs> that's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review. As it will help more people find us. And remember, prioritizing our needs means that we fill our own cup first, and then we can choose to support others by sharing when we have the resources and the capacity to do so. Well, shit. It really is that simple.